Welcome to another edition of the North Block Podcast. I am your host, Chicago Fire Editor at Hot Time in Old Town, Ruben Tension. Joining me as always, uh, our Editor-in-Chief, JBG. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. And back with us from his super secret scouting mission to Japan, it's RJ! Where is Kasuke Honda? You were supposed to bring back Kasuke Honda. I do not see Kasuke Honda. Tam Where is he? Did you not translate well into Japanese, okay? Did you at least bring me a Haruhi plush? Should have told me. I probably, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, I probably should have told you. You probably would have done it, as scary as that sounds. Uh, anyway, uh, glad to have you back. Glad both of you uh, could join me for this this evening because we have to commiserate over over whatever that was it's so uh, bad it is and it's like you can't even couch it the way like you know the last couple of them but hey at least they looked good right like playing they lo- they may have dropped points but you know at least they look good uh not this time this was just all sorts of of bad in all in all ways, shapes, and forms. Uh, they, Chicago Fire, in case you missed it, uh, lost to Seattle Sounders 4-2. to two. We got the full-on baseball score for this one. Uh, they lose 4-2. to two, And it just was not good. It, it really wasn't. Do, you, do either of you have any like pressing opening thoughts you want to get off your chest right now? Hassler at the back does not work. Um, no, Edwards. Yeah. Edwards should have started from the uh, from the beginning. Um, I think he had a minor strain problem, but it looked like he was totally fit. Um, let's see. Uh, I saw Pano play for Koski on the right back as well, which was that signature Pano move. That doesn't work. Basti should be benched. Yeah, we'll get to Basti in a minute. I wrote about that in the What We Learned. Uh, you have article. a lot of opinions about that. I have a lot of Basti opinions. Um, I actually don't think Frankowski was playing right back. I think he was still playing mid- in the midfield. He was just tracking back. Uh, they went to three at the back at about the 55-minute mark. Yeah, it was 3-5-2 from that point on. And yeah, then from when everything it- just collapsed after that actually i thought they played better into the 352 uh they go down 3 nil uh because of the penalty um and and they switched yeah you're fine and they switched to 352 after that and then they basically bossed around the midfield for the last half an hour of the game like some of that yeah is seattle backing off you know, backing off pressure because they're up three to nothing. Uh, but they definitely looked better with three defenders uh, than four defenders, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that with outplaying two bad players like they've been playing at left and right back, playing with no fullbacks allows you to have better players on the field. So it's like you take off two bad players and put on two good players, you're going to play better. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you know, I think 
Yeah, I mean, we, I think we just have to accept we don't have good fullbacks right now. Uh, certainly not, not enough to have a stable outside back pairing. And we just need to accept that and move to three central defenders. And then our wingers can be wing backs if we need them to be. But otherwise, I think three in the back is the way forward for now. Now, yeah, definitely. I, I don't. I, I don't like the four defender setup and we're solving this problem by bringing in another midfielder in Nico Gaetan when that's not something. And uh, I believe he is the 12th international player on the fires roster, which that's a whole other thing, which, yeah, which we'll talk to about. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about later as well. Um, uh, so I, I want to talk about Nemanja Nikolic a bit. He's been really poor, and I don't know why. Because he is getting chance. There are they are creating chances for Nico. Like with all the bad stuff and how poor that they were playing yesterday, and you know how up and down they've been since the season started. They have been creating chances for him, and he just hasn't been scoring them. Why do you think he's not scoring? I think we're sort of beyond the baby thing at the moment. Uh, it's been two weeks. There should be a routine. Well, I, so, like, you can't use that as an excuse going forward. So, uh, I wonder if he's just, like, not happy and it's just showing on the field. And I don't know why he wouldn't be happy because, like I said, they're still creating chances. I'm really puzzled. Well, okay, so, you know, Matt, during the game, uh, Matt Doyle over at MLSsoccer.com said that he had been hearing rumors and whispers that the team was shopping Nico around. Um, I mean, you always have to take stuff with a grain of salt, but Matt Doyle usually does doesn't bullshit uh, with that sort of thing. In my experience, uh, I'm sure some folks will disagree. But my, so my thought is, and I don't have a good answer to this question, is is he playing poorly because – so is he being shopped around because he's playing poorly or is he playing poorly because he knows he's being shopped around? Right, like, did he find out in preseason that the fire were looking to to pawn him off somewhere else, and now he's like upset and burned out and is just kind of phoning it in, or is it just he's going through a slump? It seems a little more serious than your typical striker slump, and the fire just you know the front office just kind of sees the writing on the wall and they're you know planning for the future, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that question, uh, but it's it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I feel it feels weird to me, right? Like this is a guy. He, I mean, he, two years ago he won the Golden Boot, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I, I just I I find this whole thing sad and troubling. Um, right, like he's he's still a good player, and also like he buys into the culture of the club, and he's a, you know, good locker room guy, and I think he, you know, he he's very much in that spirit of like, 
the late nineties and early aughts fighter teams. And so I, th- I think he's, you know, e- even though he's expensive, I think it's good having him in the squad, but I mean, you know, he's obviously not scoring right now. And it appears that the team is starting to look past him. So I don't know. I don't know. It feels bad. Well, I mean, going from bad to good, I guess, uh, CJ Sapong was involved in a goal again uh, this game. This time, uh, I believe, turning provider for Raheem Edwards with a nice little floaty uh, cross into the center of the box that Edwards ran onto and scored. He's he yeah. you know he's playing out of his mind right now, and I am so glad to see old CJ Sapong. Yeah, his footwork to like fool his defenders before he said that cross that was pretty. It was very yeah. He he definitely sunned those two, those two defenders. It was great. Yeah, it really really was good. RJ, uh, you've been pretty, you've been pretty quiet. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, so I I called the Sapong um, master class from the first episode i said he was starting quality and he is i mean but that's not saying much considering the situation of uh of uh, nico right now which i think is just a dip in form um but it, i think it just started early in the season but i also have to agree with jbg i think he's a bit sad or also a bit depressed or whatever that the fire is maybe looking at chopping him around maybe he's purposely sucking so they don't like no other teams would want him i think he loves it here in chicago <laughs> i think it's like reverse player sabotage going on sure but, um, that's interesting but yeah, like no one wants no one wants to get sold like no one wants to have to leave chicago in at this time of year because you know summer is coming around the corner and right. chicago summers are great right. like you don't want to leave now you want to leave in october when like winter is starting to come on you're like nope yeah. i'm out when, That's when you leave town. You don't leave town when when the city right. starts waking up. Yes, and you, frosting. you leave when winter is coming and the frost walkers are on their way. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I honestly think it is a dip in form. I I don't want to pull the baby out, but you know, I mean, I'm, I imagine having a kid is hard and a bunch of sleepless nights. But I I honestly do think it's a dip in form, and if if the rumors are affecting him, it's probably because he wants to stay here instead of uh instead of leaving. Sure. When when Doyle said that um when Matt Doyle said that I didn't remember it and the more I think about it the more it's like any team sort of that sort of finished where they were last year they they excuse me they're uh, taking offers on everybody so I don't think it was a Nikolic specific thing, but it's like we finished near bottom, we're open for business, kind of thing. Or at least that's how. I, if if I were the general manager of the fire, that's certainly what I'd be doing: is trying to improve my roster any way I can. And if, and it also sort of like the Sapong deal was done. Uh, sort of right before the season started, but if that thing had been in the works for like a month, you're getting CJ Sapong. Why wouldn't you, you know, 
uh, shop around a striker on your team, and if you think Nikolic would get you the best return, then, like, why wouldn't you? Especially, like, you finished second to last last year. You got to do something. Uh, unfortunately, Nelson Rodriguez might have done the wrong something. However, uh, again, a solid move from him, and once again, fleecing uh, Philadelphia. Fabian Herber's goal in the 84th minute was really good, and it gave the, the team and the fan base some hope. Um, That's a great goal. Yeah, so, like, once again, like, the fire seemed to be taking advantage of who's ever running the Philadelphia Union front office. It's, it's weird, right? Like, Nelson Rodriguez has done so many bad things and bad moves, but he always seems to pull it to pull one over on uh, the Philadelphia Union front office. I'm actually kind of impressed that Philadelphia, like after the David Akam thing, that Philadelphia would do another deal with the fire just on principle. And they did two and the fire have gotten uh, three goals and an assist out of it. So it's like, what are you doing Philadelphia? Bamboozling at its finest. The Enrod way. Like, so, yeah, let's let's talk about the international roster situation here. You've got Nico Gatan coming in. Uh, so you now have 12 international roster spots. Um, that's pretty unsustainable. I think. So your international players are Campos, Edwards, Frankowski, Hasler, Katai, Marcello, Nico, David Ousted, uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Mo Adams, and uh, now Nico Gatan. So what are you even doing? Isn't Adams getting his green card this soon? And maybe Campos? I don't know. I haven't, murmurs of I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything like that. So maybe if you know something and that that's happening, that'd be great. But right now, Mo Adams is in Memphis. Or at least, if he's not physically in Memphis, is on a piece of paper saying that he's in Memphis. Uh, and... I don't, I don't know. Like, wh what do you do here? Like, how, how did it get like this, first of all, is the question we should be asking. Like, how did this happen? I mean, Enrod gonna Enrod. That's... Right, but, like, we were sold on Nelson Rodriguez being someone who can navigate this and, like, being the best at navigating these weird MLS roster rules. And on this particular one, that's, like, so incredibly easy to not fail at, he's failing at. And it's and it's blowing my mind here. So, okay, one thing I was thinking about uh, in terms of it, it, with the international slots, and this also ties back to our Nikolic uh, issue, is that they were originally – they originally wanted to – 
sign Nico Gaetan on a DP deal, or at least like they thought that would be easier because they can offer him more money and that would have gotten the deal uh, through faster. But we're not LA, so we can't have four DPs. <laughs> and uh, so, like, that means that one of our current DPs has to go. And it's not going to be Basti because he's bashing Schweinsteiger. And it's not going to be Katai because we just brought him on last year and Ponovich likes him. So, like, I can see a scenario in which Nikolic was the odd person out. And they were trying to, like, get rid of him so that they can finally sign. Uh, and Nelson Rodriguez is a prized South American and gotcha. Um, but, I, you know, but to tie that back to our, like, current discussion, I, I, I feel like Nelson Rodriguez was maybe trying to be a little too clever uh, in, in constructing the roster and using the rules to his advantage, and I thought he could maybe he thought that he could have several balls in the air at once and everything would work out fine, and then it didn't, and now you're just left with like broken plates on the on the floor, so to speak. So, you know, like I I, I feel like maybe I don't know, I, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just like you know he had. Maybe like it's the front office had solid leads and then it just didn't work out, and sometimes that happens. And or maybe it was just overconfidence. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a mixture of both. That um, that stuff did fall apart, and I think it was overconfidence from Enraj himself. Um, I I think that he was firstly banking on uh, Adams and Campos getting their green card earlier. Um, I don't know about the Nico situation. I I feel like that's tinfoil hat territory at this point, but I really don't. The Nikolic or that. Nico Gaetan? Oh, I'm sorry. Nico Which Gaetan Nico? Or... You can't oh, just uh, say Nico Demandra. anymore. Nemanja Nikolic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I can't wait for a play from Nico to Nico to Nico. That would be. Well, I mean, in, <laughs> in order to do that, we'd have to have uh, Hassler on the field, and I'm I'm fairly certain that nobody actually wants that. But it's it's also kind of silly that um, Edwards doesn't count as domestic. Yeah, that's that's no. the other thing. It's like, yes, I get it. The Fire are an American team, but they're an American team with in a league with a bunch of Canadian teams, and if the roster rules were even across all teams, Canadians should still count as domestic players for American teams, and American players should count as domestic players for Canadian teams. That's only fair enough, so I don't so, know why I'm lost does that, but whatever. I mean, I think it is too, but also I believe that borders are stupid, and we shouldn't have them, and there shouldn't be a distinction such as international players. Um, I mean... That was set up so, like, it would force the team, the teams. That was like uh, a mandate from the Fed to, like. No, I get that. I understand the reasoning. Sure. I just disagree with it on a fundamental political level because I don't believe in borders. Um, like, I, I want to live in the Star Trek future. We'll probably end up in the Gundam future instead. That's cool. We're, I can no, have a no, map. No, 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 no. We, we actually don't want to live in in the uh, that version of the world nation. 
because then I you vote. just end up in wars with Colin with with you know what I colonies. vote for in the future where we all end up as Tang in the end. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we we were gonna end up in the Evangelion future. Uh-huh, of course, we that, are. that's better off. I mean, the world the world's awful anyway. Let's just become juice. Let's just become <laughs> the juice. All right, fine. That's going in the show notes. Yeah. We all be- that's the name of the that's the title of the show is we all become the juice is going <laughs> to be is going to be is going to be what I named the the, the show. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the four two loss in Seattle turns us all into juice. Um, so there's that. Okay, sometimes this team is so bad, all you could do is laugh. Right. So speaking of more bad. Let's talk about Bastian Schweinsteiger. Oh, I didn't. Handsome German. I didn't think it would happen so soon. I am ready to declare Bastian Schweinsteiger done. I I am ready to to declare him done. I am ready. I would not mind if they bought him out of his contract, or he retired, or something to that effect. He played poorly in both positions uh, that he played in on Saturday. Regardless of whether you think he's a midfielder or a defender is immaterial. He was bad. He played both and was bad at both. Um, he, he probably should have been subbed out at some point. Like if there were more than three subs in a match, I would have taken him off. Um, and probably put Grant Lillard on. It's it was just I don't he he's he's at the point and I'm at the point where I am where he has to prove to me that he is not a liability on the pitch every game. Um, Saturday he didn't do that for me. Yeah, he was awful on Saturday. He. He kept getting exposed. I think he fell three or four times. Yeah, maybe. he got, he fell. He literally tripped and fell on his ass twice. It was really hard to watch. Actually, like, I yeah. actually don't think he tripped. There's a um uh, a well, colloquial trip. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Trip like in a general sense. Sure. But yeah, like. He, like on the on the call that led to the penalty, yeah, um, he was trying to defend, and uh, dude just like fooled him and got past him, and he literally fell backwards on yeah. his butt. There's and then it happened again later on in the half, and I'm just like, yeah, it was so hard to watch. There's a colloquial term in basketball. Uh, to describe what he does and that's he comes out on roller skates when he has to defend the ball 1v1 he comes out his feet aren't set he he's very easily manipulated going one way or the other and it's very easy to get by him because he tries to overplay and you can do that a bit in the midfield because you have defenders behind you to sort of you know, you can defend more aggressively like that in the midfield. But on defense, you have to keep the guy in front of you. And he just didn't. 
Um, yeah. And it's, you know, and he all, he got beat. I don't know. Was it the fourth goal? It actually wasn't a goal. Um, but he got beat by Rui Diaz a couple of times uh, yep. in the second half. And it's like – and he was just a liability. And, you know, sort of the same reason that you can't get rid of him because he's Bastian Schweinsteiger. You really can't bench him because he's Bastian Schweinsteiger. No, you got to use him or you've got to, like, let him go. Right. And I don't – I don't know. I, I – I feel bad saying this, right? Because he's such he's a legend. Right. Wasn't he benched for a game or two last season? No, he got hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's played every game, and he's basically played every game in which he was healthy ever since he was signed. Mm-hmm. So it's like... <sighs> it feels bad. It does. It feels really bad. Like, sitting here thinking... It's also really sad watching... Now I know how, like, Kansas City Chiefs fans felt when they got Joe Montana. Because you're just, like, sitting here watching someone legitimately great just lose it and decay in real time. And it's really sad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it's inevitable. Um. I mean, obviously, the fire aren't going to buy out his contract. I mean, if Pano does get fed up with him, if anything, he can be a locker room role model or spokesperson. But will he, though? Like, yeah, he could have done that at I Manchester think. United, and then he decided not to and come to the fire because well, he and still wanted to really, play. And, like, he's also very clearly, like, not happy right now. And you see that on the pitch. Like, he's been lashing out at, like, referees, at opposing players. He just, like, kicks the ball into the advertising hoarding. He's, like, really pissed, and he's got this huge chip on his shoulder, and it's affecting his play. It's affecting the mood on the pitch, and it's a problem, and I don't think it's going to get better. I was hoping it would get – I was hoping, like, what we saw in preseason would just get better. Like, once you're actually playing competitive games – once you're in a routine, then, like, he'll settle down and things will be better. But it's just getting worse, and I, I, I don't see how you fix this except to not play him. But you can't not play him right. because it's Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. It feels bad. All of this feels bad. I feel like this is Velko Panovic's first real test as a manager is yeah. figuring out this situation you have a star player who's at the end of his career who can't play anymore how do you take him out back basically like or do you take him out back or do you just accept that this is another lost season and let him play it out and let him play it out we have a big like farewell tour in october and and then you know the we you know and then around halloween we see all the all the tweets saying Thank you, Basti, or hashtag Thank you, Basti. And then you know, next year, next year we start over. Yeah, it's tough, man. This whole thing is really tough. Everything is bad. Yeah, and depressing. Thank God it's the international break, right? Like we yeah. don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to think about Bastian Schweinsteiger and how sad 
I'm not excited to think about soccer at all this weekend. It's going to be great. We'll we'll get to what we're doing at the end of the show. We'll have a big thing. What are you going to do in the international break? I don't know. What are you going to do on the international break? Uh, We'll do that. You have to say that voice. Because uh, if so, then we're going to have a conversation. No, we'll do that at the end of the show. I'm just mocking myself. Don't, don't, yeah, that's it. I'm just mocking myself. Don't worry about it. Wait, another sing-along coming up? No. I, I yes. refuse. No. Well, what's no. cooking with hot time, by the way? No. We'll cooking sa- with hot time while singing. We'll save, yes. we'll save this discussion for the production meeting. <laughs> don't. We're not doing this on the air. No live production meeting. Um. All right, let's let's move beyond the fire a little bit, uh, and talk about something else that's kind of depressing. Uh, but at least it's not depressing for us. Uh, and that's what's going on in Portland. They lost two weeks ago. Uh, they lost four. They gave up four goals against LAFC. Fine. LAFC is a potent need offense. They have Bob Bradley, who's one of the best coaches in the league. Sure. Then they go to Cincinnati and lose three to nothing on national television. Portland's in trouble. Are they though? I don't know if they I, are. I, I just have, like a rough like start. They they I could be pulling at Seattle where they suck in the beginning and then right. They, somehow miraculously become good yeah but like i've watched i watched both of those games and they didn't look like they knew what like like the the football (laughs) was like below what they're capable of and if i'm a portland timbers fan i'm getting real worried right about now i'd because this is not something that usually happens for them, or at least not, doesn't anymore. I I'd be really worried right now. I feel like they went through this a couple seasons ago, and it was I think it was I think it might have been Porter's last season, or like or maybe his second to last season. But they went through a similar like, you know, really bad early slump. And everyone was like, what the hell happened to Portland? Are they bad now? And I mean, yeah. So I, think they'll, I think it'll be okay for them. That's fair. Um, like, every, you know, every, everyone has, you know, and, and with, with regards to the Cincinnati game, um, you know, it was Cincinnati's, was it their home opener? I'm pretty sure it was, it was their, their home opener. It was their home opener. Yeah. That's why it was on national so television. It was their home opener. Yeah, so their home opener was on national television. They were due for a win anyway. And also, every team has one crap the bed game anyway. So, you know, maybe this is Portland when they got out of the way soon. I mean, yeah, but they had two crap the bed games in a row. That's like Chicago Fire levels of... I don't count the LAFC game because LAFC are legitimately good. Like for me, crap the bed is a crap the bed game is where like you should have done a little better and you didn't. Like sure. I don't consider our loss to Seattle a crap the bed game because it's Seattle and they're doing really well and you know, this this was terrible for fire fans, but not wholly unexpected. Especially if 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 you do if you if you had seen what 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 kind of weaknesses we're still struggling with. You know, yeah. like, 
I, I I'm not to- I wasn't totally surprised that Portland would lose would would drop four to LAFC. I am surprised that they got beat three nothing by Cincinnati. But again, I'm even more surprised that they tied with a ten man Colorado Rapids in the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, that was wild. Like, what the hell are they doing? Well, there was a blizzard. Game? There was a blizzard, right? Like, <laughs> but it's the Rapids. Weird things happen. Yes, it's, 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 the Col- it's the Colorado Rapids with Benny Failhaver. Like, I mean, and he's still one of the best players in the league. So, you know, I, I, again, weird. Like, if we're writing off LAFC, we have to write off the game in, in you know, three or four inches of snow, don't we? No. <laughs> RJ says rapids. no, it's the mm-hmm. Rapids. The straight cat outside of my apartment could score against the Rapids. I mean, that's fair, I, I guess. I also want to point out that Atlanta are struggling too. Frank yeah. DeBoer? Yeah, but we, yeah. yeah, that's 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 on that's on Frankie D. Yeah. Worst manager but, but in Premier League history. So, like, that's another good team that is inexplicably struggling early in the season. Well, I, so, I, I, I think, think they'll all be okay, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe all the good teams are going to be terrible this year, and the league is going to be dominated by, like, Colorado and Cincinnati and Minnesota, Minnesota and maybe even us. No, no, not us. Not us. No, not us. Not we're, us. We're, we're going to be in that zone where we're just going to be internally doomed. <laughs> we are internally doomed. I'm telling you, it's, it's just better anyway. off turning into juice. <laughs> I I do want to say before we sort of get into the goodbyes and, and uh, what we're doing over over break, uh, that uh, I am going to call it. And I know it's only three weeks in the season we're having this and everything, you know, context, right? But I am officially calling Montreal good, uh, and I'm going to say I called it. And I'm going to 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 take that one. I'm I mean, gonna, the impact has always been a sleeper team, so yeah, I'm ge- I'm gonna take Montreal. So we are coming down to the end of this edition of the North Lot podcast. So I do have to ask, in lieu of the fire playing, what are we doing this weekend now that we don't have to deal with the fire? I got Puyo Puyo Tetris in Yakuza on Steam recently. I'm going to be playing those. Uh, Tetris is fun. Tetris is fun. And I do love Puyo Puyo Tetris. I, I have it on Switch. It's a it's a good title. I'm a fan. Uh, you should, if you do have a Nintendo Switch, you should get Tetris 99 because that thing is wild. Isn't that the uh, Tetris Battle Royale? Battle Royale yes. Tetris, Tetris MLG Mountain Dew Doritos. Game, yes, that's exactly what it is, and it's Game of the year. and it's wild. That's exactly what it is. I am going to be watching soccer because I have a I have a problem, and B. Shamislaw Frankowski is got the call up for Poland, so I will be on Frankowski watch. Um, and it's stage one playoffs for Overwatch League. So that's what I will be watching and doing uh, this weekend. Uh, JBG, what are your plans for the weekend? 
Uh, let's see. Of ignoring soccer. Other than ignoring, yeah, I'm taking the weekend off from soccer. I need a break. Yeah, it's fine. Um, between between like the fire and Liverpool, I I need a break. That's fair. Um, so I I'm going to a friend's party on Saturday. Uh, sometime this weekend I have a date. And oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, and then I think maybe Sunday I'm playing board games with some friends. I'm not cool. sure yet. I don't know. And then the rest of the weekend I'm going to be sleeping. How about some? How about some uh, Red Stars preseason? You can you can check out the sister podcast. Oh for yeah, for all the info um, there. I know I know Sandra's going to be in Portland. Sandra and Claire are both going to Portland for the that's, preseason tournament. That's, so there's going to be wall to wall coverage of that. That's so get hyped. That's pretty and rad. Keep an ear out for the new episode of Southside Trap, which will be coming out not too long after. All right, that that sounds rad. I I personally can't wait to watch some good soccer in the city of Chicago. Red Stars are pretty great. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching Sam Kerr play some play in Chicago. Yeah, isn't there like some visa stuff going on though? Oh uh, yeah, she lost her passport in France, and it's taking forever to to get her a new one. I don't know why. I don't know how, but it, everything will be fine. Yeah, just don't keep your passport in your back pocket. I guess don't keep don't your ba- passport in your back pocket. I don't know. At least until we all become Jews, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone gonna go, is anyone gonna go to the doubleheader? I might. Uh, the Red Stars Fire doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might as well maybe do some Periscope content on the uh, on the old Hot Time Twitter. Might be might be something worth looking into. Uh, anyway, I, love, I mean the problem is I I've got like game day stuff for Fire that I have to do, sure. and also for Red Stars. So it's tricky when like I don't have internet access. You know, I have to do everything on my phone. Sure. Uh, so, like, I'd like to go. I don't know if, like, I can justify going in and, you know, we're not going to have access to the press box, so. We have to pay buy tickets. and Yeah, we have to buy tickets, and then I have to go find a coffee shop or something near the stadium afterward to go file my file my stuff. Sure. So it's an entire thing. Yeah, it's so. it's a whole thing. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> that's it for this episode. We're gonna go to like the pride game and maybe the puppy game. Oh, you should always go to the puppy game. Always, always go to the puppy game. Always. it's the best Why game. Why does the fire have a puppy game? That's what I want to know. Somebody know. get me Nelson Rodriguez and Sean Dennison on the phone. I don't know. I like... want to know why the fire don't have a puppy game this year. I want right. I want to know why Adidas doesn't have green jerseys for St. Patrick's Day for the fire. That's what I want to know. Right, like they don't have green like St. Patrick's Day jerseys, but they can do some like weird ass fashion show. Yeah, I don't. I don't like with like what 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 what's his face in a suit with YouTube TV emblazoned on it. Like what is that? I I have no idea. (laughs) Anyway. yeah, the Seattle's alt kit looked pretty nice. It did, didn't yeah. it? It did. It looked good. It's like they wasted all the ink on that, and then they gave um, Real Salt Lake and Colorado Rapids these boring white kits. <laughs> because of course, they wasted. Right now. Right. It goes with the narrative that the league likes Seattle more, right? Seattle gets all. True. Seattle gets all the black thread, the interesting threads uh, to make jerseys out of, and then everybody else is stuck with white. 
that's that's exactly correct. Anyway, uh, I think we've gotten sidetracked enough. Uh, I am Ruben Tish. That's uh, JVG and RJ. You can find the podcast at hottimeinoldtown.com or on Stitcher. Um, we hope to be on iTunes soon. We're working Hopefully. on it. We're working on, you know, other podcast apps uh, as well. And you can tweet at us at the Northlot Podcast, uh, at Northlot Pod. And you can email us at. Oh, wait. wait. Um, we, have a, we have a question. Oh, so a question came in just under the wire. No, it's, it's, it's been there for a while. Oh, has it? I missed it. Uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, Ponovic season, so the Ponovic parody account, of which I am a big fan and you should give a follow. Uh, what do you think is causing the dip in attendance from compared from last season? Uh, well, in March, the weather was nicer last year. Like this, like their two home games were noon kickoffs, one of which was twenty six degrees with the lake effect wind. And the other was on St. Patrick's Day, so everybody was already probably half drunk on Green Bud Light. That's true. Um, On my way to to Yona Park on that day, um, I'm sorry, SeatGeek Stadium, TM, um, the bus and the trains were just filled with dude bros getting wasted on PBR and God knows what. And green Bud Light. Yeah, so it's like, like, I'm going to give the fire a pass for these two home games about not having a lot of people in the stadium. Once it starts getting, you know, warmer and you start seeing night games with nobody in the stadium, that's when I think you start to worry. I'm just not all that worried about this. And there are far more important things to worry about than people not showing up at games. I, I, I don't want to dive into more tinfoil hat territory, but I think MLS is purposely screwing over the fire, or they're trying to get the fire out of Bridgeview, but that's another... Or they're trying yeah, I mean, to it's get... important to note that like the fire did not set the schedule. This was an MLS mm-hmm. thing, and MLS yeah. in their in their infinite wisdom decided to schedule three home games in Chicago in March, with like at least two and possibly three of those kickoffs being at noon. Like three, what, they're all what at noon. What did y'all expect? To, what did these people expect that would happen? You know. So, March thirtieth against the Red Bulls. I'm looking I'm trying to look for like it's at 12. Yeah, it's at noon. I and I don't know how far the weather forecast goes. Like they sort of have one. Uh and it's going it's to be March. Right, but AccuWeather as of right now has it has Saturday March 30th at 51 at with a high of 51 and cloudy. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh so the weather will be better than lake effect winds making it 26 and raining and relatively cold on St. Patrick's Day. But you're still asking people to, like, you know, it, it's early, it's cold, the stadium is far away. You're, you're asking a lot of fans to, to make it out to a home game. It's a, it's a big ask even if the team is doing well, which they're not. Sure. Chicken, so chicken and like, waffle tailgate. Right. Yeah. I mean, and mimosas. The tailgate is always worth it. And sure. I, you know, the the new the the 
the atmosphere that's building on the other side of the stadium in 137 is supposed to be a lot of fun. So, you know, like if, if, if you're on either side of the stadium, it's definitely worth it. But like, you know, it's, it's 30 degrees. It's, you know, it's early and it's a, it's a long drive. Like you can't expect like parents to drag their kids out. Oh, in this weather sure. at that time of morning on a Saturday, you know, to that you know, all the way out there to watch a team that sucks. Sure. Like I it's feel you. just yeah. I mean the fan you know, the, the supporters will be there no matter what. Right. Like, Section A will show up no matter what. Section one thirty seven will show up no matter what. Like the attendance is, is all like the families and uh, the drop in casual folks and uh, the teams and you know like of course they're not going to make that track like no. what is that yeah so now can i end the show i'm going to end the show yes this has been the north lot podcast i'm reuben tish the editor uh for the chicago fire at hottimeandoldtime.com again once again you can find us on stitcher or at hottimeandoldtime.com uh and we will be trying to get on other apps. You can tweet at us at Northlot Pod, um, as well as my personal Twitter at Ruben Tish, uh, with questions, comments, concerns, and complaints. This has been the Northlot Podcast. Finally, uh, for the third time doing the outro, and we will see you next. Time.